0: what is going on how's it going everybody it's me couch coach you know who it is very excited i got a nice webcam now as you can see it looks a lot better I, well you don't know what my other camera looks like on my laptop but it did not look good there was a lot of noise a lot of stuff like that this looks better there might be a little bit of noise on the screen a little staticness because of the blue lights but i think the blue lights set the tone a little smurf action but i think it makes it look good i don't know what do you think I'm pretty excited, though. Got a couple things to talk about today. We got a guest again. I really like having these guests on. It just shakes things, shakes things up. It's really fun. Also, just get some friends of mine involved. I like it. But let me let me tell you what I got on, the, on my plate for today. Well, maybe on your plate, my plate. I don't know. On my plate, maybe. First thing we're going to talk about, LeBron and Jordan. We're going to run through that. Going to talk a little bit about NFL and what's going on with COVID because, man, it's a little bit of a mess for the NFL, am I right? We're also going to talk about some UFC stuff um, at the end of the show after we do the discussion. So, I think we're going to do first NBA, NFL, and then at the the latter half of the discussion, we're going to go into some UFC stuff, talking about Poirier. You know, we got Khabib coming up and stuff like that. So, really excited. Really exciting. So, stay tuned. like I said, first thing that we're going to dive right into today is LeBron James and Michael Jordan. Now, this is a debate that's seemingly always going on. It doesn't matter whether LeBron's in the playoff, which, I mean, he always is in the playoff race, if we're being honest. But it doesn't matter what he's doing. It doesn't matter if he's doing well, if he's in the playoff race or not, whether he's out of the playoffs, whether it's the offseason, whether it's in season. It doesn't matter because it's always talking about who is the GOAT, LeBron or Jordan. I mean, I feel like the most prevalent show in the most prevalent discussion that this happens on is, um, undisputed with Skip and Shannon. Skip is a LeBron hater. Shannon adores LeBron way too much. It's kind of unhealthy. I think it's like a weird addiction that he has, but nevertheless, I mean, it's something we see all the time. I want to bring up something I saw, and I think this is one of the most interesting pieces of LeBron v. Jordan comparisons that I've seen so far, and let me just pull this up on my my phone real quick, and we'll, uh, we'll, we'll talk about it. All right. Okay, there we go. All right. So this is just a comparison of what these players have had to face. So uh, Jordan went six and a0 in his appearances uh, in his you know NBA final appearances. Where LeBron is four and excuse me here, four and ten. A little bit rougher. Now this is, this comes into play a lot during the goat debate. But what this picture showed. Um, so I'm reading this right now off of FadeawayWorld.net. You can find it there. I'm sure you can find it other places, too. It's been going around Twitter a little bit ever since the, the finals happened, since LeBron won. So it's basically a comparison of the teams that Jordan had to face versus the teams that LeBron had to face. So in this, you know, they showed how, you know, they faced uh, the Trailblazers, the, the Suns, when they had Charles Barkley, the Sonics, and, and the Jazz. And Jordan had some really tough competition, if we're being honest. But when you look at the competition that LeBron has had, it's been pretty brutal like he played the Spurs um in 2014 and and 2013 and that was probably one of the best teams like of all time Yeah, that's when they had um Kawhi when they had LaMarcus Aldridge all them guys it was like the peak of the Spurs when they were unlike freaking beatable like they were so good now one of them the Heat did win that was the one um that the back-to-back years uh, was against OKC, they got it, the Heat got it, and they got it against the Spurs. That's another thing, too. I mean, you look at the OKC team that LeBron played uh, against, and it was like that's when the the team had KD, Russ, and James Harden. Now, mind you, though, I mean, the the only little piece of information I feel like that was ignored with this chart when it was made is that Russ, KD, and James Harden were nowhere near their prime when they went against LeBron. Like, nowhere near their prime. Like, they were just getting in the league, man. They were rookies, OKC, whatever. So that that has to be accounted for. I mean, yeah, they're, here it has them listed as probable Hall of Famers, which, yeah, probably, right? Especially, you know, KD's probably the best player right now if he's healthy. Um, he could be the best player in the league. James Harden, one of the best three-point shooters of all time. Russell Westbrook, you know, we know what he did a couple of years ago with the triple-doubles and stuff like that. But these guys weren't that good at that time. They they were just young getting into the league. So I think that's a little piece of information that they kind of left out. Um, but yeah, though, LeBron has played You know, the legendary Warriors team. That team was amazing You know, with, with Draymond and and Steph. And when he came back from that 3-1 lead, I mean, he did lose to Kevin Durant, who was in his prime, uh, when he was on the Warriors. And then he beat the Heat, who... That good, I don't... Kn- I mean, they are really good. They have Bam... And they have Jimmy Butler, but like after Jimmy Butler and Bam, it's a little bit of a drop off. I mean, like Tyler Harrow, he's good, but I mean, I yeah, yeah, it's a good team. I mean, right? It's a good team, but compare that to like, like maybe maybe we're just trained. I actually believe we have this thing now when it comes to the NBA where we're almost like just trained to think that if a team is not a super team, then they're not good. I, I guess you kind of do need a super team realistically to get a chip in the NBA. And I think that's kind of the problem a little bit with the NBA, which I can go into a rant about the NBA, um, if I so choose, which I may. Um, it's it's just that I, I, it's so predictable, you know? It's just so predictable. A lot of these guys, y- y- you knew going into the year that the Lakers were probably, like, a very high chance at winning it all. And look at that, they did. I mean, even look at the other team. Well, the Bucks were a surprise. I mean, people thought it was going to be lakers Bucks probably. But... Yeah, but the Heat was actually a huge surprise. But when it comes to the Lakers, I mean, you pretty much knew that the Lakers were going to get it. Every year, you kind of know who's going to get it based on, you know, how talented the team is and the competition and stuff like that. Yeah, and I I don't know. So many super teams now, you know, the Warriors being what they were, it started. I feel like it sparked a whole new wave where everybody needs to be a super team, which makes sense. I mean, everybody kind of does need to be a super team. I don't know, just makes it a little bit less interesting sometimes. You know, NFL, you could always, you know, we've seen teams wow us that didn't deserve to or, you know, weren't all that good at times. I'm trying to think of a good example. I guess a good example, oh, the the Broncos, the year that Peyton Manning got his final Super Bowl, right? Offense, garbage. Peyton Manning couldn't throw more than 20 yards, but his defense was stellar. So that defense won the game. I mean, another example I feel like was 2016. I hate to use my own team here, but the Raiders that year their offense was ridiculous and their defense was garbage so I feel like you don't really need a super team to win in the NFL you could just build up with really good players it all works differently though because contracts and stuff like that it's all different. It's hard to compare the same thing with baseball you definitely don't need a super team in baseball <laughs> you definitely don't I mean look at the Yankees if they didn't win they had a super team essentially um, so baseball' weird like that but yeah I guess that's no I kind of I kind of went off on a tangent there so I apologize but, yeah, okay. So basically, what I want to say, though, is I mean, like, who's better, LeBron or Jordan? Who cares? I feel like this is always the discussion. Who cares? I don't know. Like, does it really matter all that much? And people are always talking about it. I feel like it's so hard to compare these two because of A, the different talent that they faced, B, Jordan left the league for a little while to play baseball, right? So he was out for, I want to, what, it was like, two years or something, three years. And. And see, both Jordan and LeBron played in completely different types of NBA. I mean, you know, Jordan played in the era of, you know, when he had the Bad Boys Pistons and all those guys, you know, going hard in the paint and mid-range jumpers. Like, Jordan with his mid-range jumpers, my God. Like, three-pointers weren't as big of a thing. But you go to now, three-pointers is all we freaking do all the time. That's all the NBA, all these NBA players do is just shoot from the stripe because it has the highest, like, payoff ratio, risk-reward type of thing. But it's just so hard to compare these players when they play in these different time periods and these eras and also the teams that they face. I mean, it's completely different. And there's always going to be the thing about the teammates. You know, did Scotty matter that much to Jordan? and Scottie Pippen and then having, you know, uh, Dennis Rodman? And then now LeBron, when he, you know, he had D. Wade, a fantastic young D. Wade on his team when he won with the Heat. And then he had, you know, young up-and-coming Kyrie Irving I mean, like, Kevin Love was good that year, too, in the Cavs, when they came back and won. And now he had, like, freaking AD, who's a freaking beast, just getting into the prime of his career and his NBA career. So it makes it so hard to compare these guys, because I guess maybe it's because it's so similar and different at the same time. Like, the teammate aspect is so similar, where they had such good teammates, but at the same time that other aspect of the time periods that they played in was so different but ultimately all i'm saying is who cares i mean i think the best way to rank athletes has to be to just put them and say these guys are in the top five it's hard to it's so hard to rank them so hard just because they play in such different eras even football i mean has changed so much from the ground and pounds and whatever to throwing it so much such an offensive league now You've seen, you know, defenses be such a big thing, too, in recent years, like when the Broncos, right, um, I, and when that horrible Super Bowl, the Rams and the Patriots, when the Patriots won, so defensive, it's just constantly changing, constantly changing is basically my point, and it's it just makes it so hard, but, I don't know, if I'm weighing in, until Bron gets uh, six chips, Jordan's the best of all time, Jordan's the best of all time, it's that simple. But again, hey, this is just my opinion, so don't hate. I know there might be people that hate on this because they're Bron fans, but yeah, I don't know. Might might take Jordan. Might take Jordan. You could say I'm uneducated on the NBA, which hey, I might be. I don't know. Hopefully not. Hopefully I know what I'm talking about. I think I do. I'm gonna go with Jordan, but we'll see. Like I said, I LeBron's career isn't done. He could easily win two more, and then maybe I give it to him because he he went to more. Because like if 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 LeBron wins two more, right. Same amount of of, of chips as Jordan. More finals appearances. And, you know, he went to so many different teams. So many different stats. I mean, at this point with his age, it's kind of not fair either. Because it's kind of like the Albert Pujols situation, except LeBron's still actually really good. Albert Pujols now just plays basically to pad his stats and to put his shit, like, bump it up historically. Like, I think he's like... Seventh or sixth in all time RBIs. I think I think he passed A Rod or something like that. But he's garbage. Like he is garbage. The only reason he's still playing is just to get those stats up. So I could see the same thing happening with Bronx. He's not going to stop. Like he's still going to compete for a chip all the time, every year. But what I'm saying is his stats are going to be padded. Not necessarily he's doing it on purpose. His stats are just going to keep going up because he's going to be playing longer than than Jordan did. So we'll see. We'll see how it goes. Uh, but, yeah, no, if LeBron wins two more, I might consider him the best of all time. But until he does, maybe not. I don't know. It's such a close debate, though, because they're both so freaking incredible and, like, once-in-a-lifetime players. Now let's transition over to the NFL. Let's talk about the NFL. All right, that's enough NBA stuff. Enough enough Jordan-LeBron debate. I, I'm sick of it. Everybody's sick of it. It's just so tiring to hear, them, to hear that debate all the time because there's never an answer. There's literally never an answer. But... Let's go to the NFL now. Let's talk about that because here's a place where we also don't have an answer, right? We don't know what's going to happen. Is the season going to finish? I don't know. I hope so. damn, I hope so because I love the NFL. I love watching football. But it's so much on the fence, man. It's it's so on the fence with the stuff going on with COVID because the NFL is not, like, bubbling their players, which I actually think is a big mistake. And I think I've talked about this in a past pod with both my friend Sean, and I think I talked about it on my own I think. It's it's very familiar. Like, now that I'm getting into it, I feel like i talked about this a thousand times. But it's just so relevant. You know, we saw what, the, what was going on with the Titans constantly getting it. And then, I mean, they came back. Patriots constantly getting it. This was the first week, I think, one of the first weeks since, like, week one or two, where all the teams actually were able to play because none of them got COVID. It's just, I don't know why they're not doing the bubble thing. I, I, I see that as, you know... I guess putting your pla- – I mean, the players are putting themselves at risk, right? But it's just putting the league at risk in all these games because these players apparently can't be responsible for not getting it. I guess it's the same it's, – it's like what's going on in these colleges, man. These kids are going out and partying and then they're getting it um, it's similar. But at the same time, it's just something that the league, I think, should have considered beforehand. Yes, these players should be able to have freedom to move around and do their own thing. But it's just hard because it wouldn't be able to work in the same way that the MLB does where, like, the whole East Coast plays and then the whole, like, Central and the whole West. It just couldn't work like that because the way that the NFL is structured, I feel like, you know, the teams are, like, scattered all about. I, I guess, theoretically, it could, but I don't know. Football, you can't just keep playing the same team over and over. It doesn't work like that. The whole point is that you play so many different opponents. Like, in baseball, you know, the Yankees play so many series against the Red Sox because they're in-division opponents, but... Yeah, I I just think the NFL missed an opportunity there. They should have they should have had a better handling of COVID. I mean, they're trying to do the UFC tactic, which I think this is something I talked about as well before in a recent uh, past podcast. Is that you know they got to do the UFC method, which is that if somebody gets it, you kind of have to push through or cancel. And I, the NFL is no way they're going to cancel, right? But they're going to have to push through, and that's kind of what they're doing. They're, like, pushing through it anyway. They're, like, you know, whatever. They're going to get it, but we're going to just quarantine them. We're going to shift this game. Boom, put it here. Boom, put this here. Boom, boom, boom. Now, I wonder what's going to happen. If this starts happening at the end of the season, this supposed popped into my mind right now, actually. What happens if, like, in week 15 or, like, week 17 or the playoffs? Imagine that. The goddamn playoffs, right? What if we get a team that has to quarantine? All right? Now, these games have been moving around, like, two weeks, like, a week, two weeks. I think I think they've been giving like, a week, but with the Patriots, I think they missed two weeks of games, or the Titans missed like two weeks of games. That's why they were game behind. So, it's what's gonna happen then if it's in the playoffs, right? No, really, right? What's gonna happen? I don't know. Are you gonna move a playoff game because you're not? Because then everybody's gonna get by, and that's not fair. Like, let's say for example, the Chiefs beat, I don't know, the Texans, right? Say Texans are caught off on the play Think in the playoffs. But say so the Chiefs win. Uh, blow them out. Okay. They got a game next week. But now Pat Mahomes and a bunch of them got COVID. Can't play the game. Gonna move the game you're gonna move a playoff football game to a Tuesday night. Gonna move it back a week and let every other teams get an extra week's rest. Is that fair? I don't know. I think hopefully by then things will be better and we'll have a clearer picture. But I think hopefully maybe they'll consider doing some type of bubble, especially if it's for the playoffs. Because then I think it's it's kind of like the what they're doing with the MLB right now, which is that playing at a neutral location. I think they played in the San Diego and in LA, I want to say. So if you pick a neutral location like that, it could work, I think. Maybe pick like two. You know, pick two neutral locations. And have, the, have multiple teams play there over the course of like two days, like Saturday and Sunday, do that. I think that would probably be the best solution. If not, though, I don't really know how it's going to work because to me it's kind of like that's a little up in the air type of thing, you know. I don't know. Interesting though, interesting to see how this is going to play out because, like I said, this was one of the first weeks in a bit that we've had every single game be played on this, the Sunday that it was scheduled to. Hopefully it can stay that way. Hopefully more players don't get it. That'd be great to see. Um, but we'll have to – honestly, though – is the NFL doing a good job stopping its players from getting it? Not necessarily. Is the NFL doing a good job of working through it? I think it's they're doing the best they can because, like I said, you know they're going to have to cancel or they're going to have to really do a lot of shifting. And they've done a lot of shifting, and they still made it fun to watch. So we had that Tuesday night game; that was a good game. That's fun to watch. Multiple Monday night games, multiple Sunday night games. They're making it work. Making it work. And in the end, I mean, if everybody plays sixteen games, it doesn't really matter. We're good. We're chilling. So we're gonna see what happens. I mean, <laughs> teams are gonna end up probably getting like multiple bye weeks, which is annoying and obnoxious. Uh, Cause just uh, I, that's probably like personal preference type of thing. I just don't think it's fair when like you know multiple teams can can have or a team can have multiple bye weeks. I just don't think that's really fair to everybody else. But hey, I mean, like I said, we gotta work through it. All right, that's uh, that's that's my little piece right there on the on the NFL and how they're handling COVID. It's just a little basic stuff. just wanted to run it down. Get my thoughts about it, right? Why not? That's the whole point of this. Now, I have a very special guest that's going to come on. My good buddy, Bob DeLeo, is going to hop on in here in just a second. We're going to talk baseball. We're going to talk the baseball playoffs. I'm really excited. Really excited, actually. He's been he's been wanting to come on the show for a little while. I told him, no, dude, you suck. You're not going to be on here. Stay away from me. Never contact me again. Nah, I'm kidding. Of course, I'd have him on. It's my boy. So we're going to bring him on here, and he's going to talk baseball. We're probably going gonna to talk Dodgers. We're going to talk Astros and the Rays and what's going on there. We're also going to talk about the Yankees, too, because that's that's our team, right? We're Yankee fans, and I I know we have a bone to pick with the freaking Yankees because why they're not playing tomorrow, I don't know. Or why they're not playing in this World Series, I don't know. I could honestly not tell you. Actually, yes, I could, I, mean, I and you know what? I will, but it, it really aggravates me. So I'm about to bring on Bob. So, very special guest today on the couch. Uh, it's a man who is atrociously ugly. And I mean, goddamn, is he hideous and obnoxious. I don't know why I let him on the show. Maybe he was out of pity. There's a make-a-wish program for this guy. That's what I think. No, nah, nah, I'm kidding. We, we have fun. We have fun. Look at him. He's laughing. He's having a good time. Oh, he's, he's crying. He's cracking up. But uh, welcome, my good friend. Bob DeLeo, Bob, welcome to the show.
1: Thank you for having me. It's very, very exciting.
0: Yeah, I'm regretting it. I'm regretting it all. <laughs> no, we're kidding. All right, we have fun. We have fun. We have fun. So, what we're gonna to do today, Bob? If you're ready, we're gonna talk MLB. Are you prepared to talk MLB? i prepared to talk. Big baseball MLB. guy. Is it? It's your favorite sport, right? Am I right?
1: Oh, uh, well, the Yankees are my favorite team. My favorite sport is probably technically basketball, like not the league itself, yeah. just the sport. But baseball is probably my favorite to watch because of the Yankees.
0: Nice, nice, yeah. So we're going we're gonna to talk about them too because I got, I got a bone to pick with the Yankees, and I'm sure you do too. We've talked about this plenty um, mm-hmm. a, 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 all the time. But we'll start right now. I want to talk about the game from last night being the Dodgers and the Braves because that was a fun game. Um. Yeah. Tell me how you feel about uh, the Dodgers and their win, because I have my own opinions. I think they got a little lucky, but I want to hear what you have to say first. So maybe well, tell me what you think about the game and you know some of the players and stuff like that.
1: Well, Aaron Judge is my favorite player, but my favorite player besides like who's probably tied with Aaron Judge is Cody Bellinger and the whole MLB. And to see him actually come in clutch like that, and that was one of the most insane home runs I have seen. Just the way he hit it and throws the bat right away was extremely – As a baseball fan, that is very orgasmic. It was baller. That
0: was that was was like that was so tough, so tough. Yeah,
1: it was so tough. And again, me being prejudiced, I hate the Astros. I hate the Rays. And I've been wanting if I was, I always said if the Yankees did not win, I wanted a Yankees versus Dodgers World Series. Honestly, but. Then it didn't happen. I would want the Dodgers to win it all the way. and When it was three-one, I was like, "Man, the Dodgers are not going to do it." And I was thinking it was going to be like last year, where no one thought the Nationals were going to win, and they did. And I thought that was going to be like the, the Braves this year because I knew like the Astros weren't going to win, and I still don't think the Rays will win it. But seeing how it came, and also me being prejudiced, seeing Mookie Betts with the second second grab, made mm. me really happy to see that the Red Sox are just. They just messed it up with them. I don't know why they didn't. They didn't keep them.
0: I have no idea. But let me tell you what. I make sure I remind my good, my good housemate friend Tyler. I remind oh, him. Tyler. Uh, yeah, I make sure to remind him all the time that uh, they have like the second or third highest uh, income out of any team in the league, and they still couldn't retain Mookie Betts, who's one of the best players in baseball. And they couldn't
1: make it in the playoffs again.
0: Yeah, yeah. But and in the le-
1: in the year when you know the Astros made it. <laughs>
0: yeah. Yeah, for real. No, they're and they're, they're terrible. Them. They're they're actually a dumpster fire this season. The Red Sox. They oh,
1: they who do they have? Who do they have?
0: Nobody. Exactly. Actually, yeah, not a single we, soul. But no, the Dodgers. I am happy for them. I, I mean, I think they deserve the win. I, I like to see them win. I like Clayton Kershaw a lot. Twice. They did. No, they did, and that's 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 the thing. I mean, I, it would have been nice to see Astros play the play the Dodgers in the World Series. And I wouldn't Dodgers want to any
1: risk, though. I wouldn't want any risk. Of That's true. In the I,
0: World. I was nervous. Let me tell you what. We'll get to that later, actually. But I was nervous about the Astros making it. But anyway, Dodgers, Clayton Kershaw, I'm, I'm very happy for him because he's one of the best of all time. It's just his postseason thing. I don't get it. I don't get it. Was I that nervous. his
1: first game in the series, the one, two, the, not the game, what? Was it game six or five he did? No.
0: Yeah, no, it was no, he just, opened, too. I think he opened, too. He did, did he do the that first the first time? He did, like, one, the first game, I think, the first or second game. Yeah, he did the first game. Yeah, no, he did.
1: Because he's doing the first game again this year. They just announced.
0: Yeah, no, he did the first game this time, and then I think he did game – one of the ones that they lost. Five, maybe. They
1: lo- They they won the first game and they lost the next three, and then they won the next three. I'm
0: pretty sure. So maybe so. he did this. I thought – I didn't think he won at all. He I know he won the second game He 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 pitched. That's when they went down 3-1. So that was actually – probably game four I think he did I mean, game man. four yeah yeah check that check that but um yeah anyway no the, the I'm happy for them I'm happy for Clayton Kershaw Cody Bellinger's goat Mookie Betts is a stud he's so good I mean
1: and dude, is his is his shoulder okay though
0: I don't know uh, he hit that wall hard dude I don't know no
1: no he didn't do the wall he... oh oh no
0: you're, oh you're talking about um you're talking about Bellinger, Cody Bellinger. Dude, I actually I think it's fine because apparently his teammates were laughing at him afterwards. So like he made I hope it's a joke it's fine. about it. Yeah. So I think I mean I think it just I think it just popped out of place and they just had to put it back in.
1: I hope I, I'm not Otherwise, that familiar with that, so I don't know like how severe it is. But I I have seen movies like Lethal a weapon when they make a joke and he tops it in. So I don't I know. know like I think it's not as serious.
0: I think he just had to pop it back. I assume. I mean, when does the World Series start? So starts in a couple days, right? So, he's got some rest.
1: Tomorrow.
0: Tomorrow? You think he's going to be good? Ah, he'll be fine. I think the fact that they were laughing about it and stuff, they're fine. He's
1: fine. I think it, he said, I'm good, but again.
0: Well, it's the World Series. We are going to do? Not play.
1: Come on. You know, dude, with the big going back to the Astros, though, Why? I was getting nervous. But the, car, the guy who I hate the most on oh, that Oh, Correa? Team,
0: Carlos Correa, garbage, bro. He's he's an asshole. Excuse my French. He's a, he's an asshole.
1: Yeah, he is, yeah. And, and anyway, he was like, no one expects us to be here. And, then, and then people, you know, people were saying, "Are like, man, the commissioner is like, you know, um, what is it called? Uh, punishing players like or all this Chapman, but." he's got more suspension than any of the cheaters on that team and they make a season where it's shorter and easier to get in the playoffs so a team like the astros can get into the series and that's why i was not a big fan of this year that i wish they did more than 70 games because baseball is the one sport where you can get into a slump and then get out of it and it won't yeah. affect you because there's so many games yeah. and that, that's what happened with the yankees
0: well, yeah, that, that's – I mean, thats that was my biggest problem with with the Astros and what Carlos Craig was saying. You know, afterwards, after that one game or whatever, whenever it was, he was saying you like – oh, You beat the oh, Twins,
1: right? Oh, oh, people are just
0: hating on us. Yeah, it was, it was the Twins actually, yeah. and People were like – In a, really, way a
1: game and they haven't won in 13 13- – 16 –
0: I think it was 16 years, I think. I think it's something crazy like that. But, yeah, dude, no, he, he's garbage, bro. He's just hooting and hollering, thinking he's a tough guy, thinking that he's like, we're the under – like, Oh, we're the underdogs. People hate us. What are they going to say now? He thinks
1: we hate them for no reason. Yeah, no,
0: we hate you because you cheated, you piece of garbage. And And then you don't
1: apologize. mm -hmm, mm,
0: And I love love seeing Altuve fail. I love seeing Altuve fail. This whole playoffs, dude, he's sucked so many er errors. I think the one game he had two or three errors in one game. And I know he was doing like back-to-back on a couple nights he had errors where he – such an easy throw to like second base and he was like – I think didn't they move I think they moved him to second or like on shifts, they took him out of the I remember on one of the shifts, they had Correa playing shortstop and they had Altuve playing second, I think. Because he's so bad, he's playing so bad.
1: Or they had somebody
0: they had somebody shifting. They had someone shifting in um, instead of Altuve, because that's how bad he was playing. Like they literally didn't even play him at shortstop in a couple of shifts. Not not like starting or anything like that, but just, just for a few shifts.
1: The the, the Kershaw-pitched game, it was on Thursday. So that was what? Yesterday was Sunday, right? So 7-6. They six, lost that five. game, yeah. Game 4. That's what I
0: said, yeah. That's what I thought. Because that's the game they lost. And people game were two. like, yeah, that's when people were like, man, like. What is wrong with Clayton Kershaw? And people are like, man, I feel bad for Clayton Kershaw. I was all over Twitter. That's how I, That's the only reason I know he lost because I remember
1: reading it everywhere. What's his, what's his name out? The only t- – I, 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 I know I shouldn't like him, but the one person on the Astros I do kind of like is um, Alex uh, Bregman.
0: Oh, yeah, he's all right. I, I don't know. Alex Bregman's all right. I, I,
1: I kind of liked his attitude last year, and I found out they cheated. And, like, he was, like, one of my favorite players. And then the one guy who has, what, the Lisp Springer –
0: Oh, he's actually so good. He's actually so good. You know, I'm just but he like did not He doesn't
1: just seem like a b- bad person. Nah,
0: not, I don't think not all of them are bad. I mean, Altuve to me is one of the worst. So is Correa, and it's just Correa's attitude. Correa
1: no, like is the worst because he's acting like a like a victim. Yeah. While being a freaking dickhead.
0: I know. Yeah. No facts. I want to find right here. We go, George Springer, Astros. Yeah.
1: He looks so like this Lisp thing. He had like memories with kids.
0: Oh, really? I didn't know that.
1: Yeah, he was, he was like – no, he had a stutter. He had a stutter.
0: It's fun to make make fun of people like that, Bob?
1: No. But he thing, <laughs> oh, that's damn, where yeah, he yeah, started yeah. out. That was his whole okay. thing. That he was a good guy because he would help people. He's like, I outgrew it. And then I always got him messed up because he looks like Carrera. Yeah. They kind of look alike.
0: Yeah, they do. No, they actually do. Yeah, no. Okay, so here's his stats. His – yeah, dude, his on-base, on-base percentage is really solid. 359. Last year, was 383, so he was doing really solid. What's his – how many – oh, wow. Okay. Oh, yeah, he walked 67 times last year. That's really solid. 20, 24 walks this year, only 38 strikeouts. In 189 at-bats, he only struck out 38 times. That's pretty freaking good. Pretty freaking good. How many hits do you have this season? 50. 50. Oh, wait, no, excuse me. I read – no, yeah, no, okay, right, right, yeah. Uh, Fifty hits, only thirty-eight strikeouts, twenty-four walks. That's really solid stat line. Really solid yeah. stat line. Yeah, he's he's probably. I think he was probably the best player on the team this year for them. Probably the Springer. Say. Springer, yeah, George Springer, yeah, he's really good. But yeah, I mean, I'm I'm glad the Astros lost. Man, I got so nervous when they were coming back. If I was actually so scared because I was like, if this freaking team comes back and we have to hear about how they had used adversity, the adversity, and they overcame and they won and did all that, even though they were being hated on, like I would have probably vomited if they made it to the World <laughs> Series again. But listen, I mean, the Rays are a good team. So I was surprised I the Rays even them. gave them three games. I hate the Rays. I've come to like them a little more. I mean, I I don't like I just them because
1: like of the rivalry. Chow.
0: I just like G, G Choi. Garrett Cole's kryptonite, the man that's, himself. That's it. Yeah. That's the,
1: well. I don't mind that Mendez guy, but like, I, I don't. Do not I actually
0: don't like uh Rosarina that much. I hate he's a little manager. arrogant. He's a little arrogant. Kevin but, Cash, yeah. I hate Kevin Cash. Yeah, no, I I'm not a big fan of Rosarena, but I like that one guy, the pitcher that they had, Castillos, uh, the one that like dominated us
1: in um. Uh, I like I like Snell. Well, looks like he's yeah, high Snell.
0: Yeah, he's good. He's, like, he's really good. Okay. Yeah, yeah, he's really good. But no, I mean, but yeah, no. To go back to the uh, the the Dodgers and the Braves, I want to jump back to that real quick. We can talk about the shows a little bit more too. But uh, I thought the Braves had a chance to win it all just because of how talented their group was. You know, they had Acuna. They have um, Azuna, Mario Azuna. They have Freddie Freeman, who NL, NL MVP candidate. He's so talented. I mean, this, this, and this is what I meant about because I remember before I, we were talking before the show and how I said that, I think the Dodgers got a little bit lucky just a little bit. Mm-hmm. And what I mean by that was I feel like there were so many times where the, the Braves might have wasted an opportunity or the rest of the, somehow they got they got a nice playoff. like for example, the Cody Bellinger hit. I mean that's just to show how good Cody Bellinger is, but I mean, no one was on base. There was, I think they had, like, two home runs where no one was on base. No, nobody was really getting on base all that much. And, I mean, if you look at the home run as well for the Braves that Mookie Betts stole, that thing was almost gone. If if you didn't have an all-star player like Mookie Betts there, that's gone. And that, that's another run or, for the Braves.
1: Or of had the, the little freaking –
0: Oh, bounce. yeah, no, we'll get to that. We'll get to that in a minute. But, <laughs> no, but the Braves, like, I mean – they even had that moment um, – did you see the the uh, what happened with the base running when the Braves had a guy on second and a guy on third? That's just a horrible mistake, and that's two runners in scoring position that you wasted, not only wasted in a way that, you know, two guys were in scoring position, two outs, batter struck out. Okay, they didn't get to score. You wasted them, and you gave up a double play because of a dumb mistake. They, I don't even know what they were doing. Like, the one guy tried to go for home – And, like, they did that crappy, like, tag-out thing. And then what the – I think it – I don't think it was Freddie Freeman. Was it Freddie Freeman who went from second to third and got tagged out? Do you know? I think it might have been Freddie Freeman. I remember – I just – I watched it before. I just didn't – I don't remember who it was. But that's a terrible mistake, and that's a really costly one. I mean, to have a runner – and to they had a runner on second and third – you know, I think the double play closed the inning, so they only had one out. I mean, what are you doing? You're wasting opportunities to score. Between that and the home run that Mookie Betts saved, now, again, this is not saying – this is what I meant by the Dodgers weren't lucky-lucky. They were just lucky in the sense that they have a player like Mookie Betts who can make that play, or that they got lucky that, you know, that home run was not an extra, like, two inches back, you know, because Mookie probably wouldn't have been able to grab it.
1: Were there any people on base when he did that?
0: What, when he saved it? Mm-hmm. maybe it got in first. I don't know. I, I, I don't think so. I don't think so. But those are all things that can completely change the game in baseball. I mean, changing the momentum completely. Yeah, but, I'm watching the... Um... And I mean, like the same thing with the Clayton Kershaw thing. I mean, your best pitcher can't pitch in the postseason. Somehow you you claw your way through. You know, the the mm-hmm. reason the Yankees got as far as they did was because of how good freaking Garrett Cole is, you know?
1: And if you want to go back with that, though, if you want to talk about Lucky, like, you, you you're nitpicking, but you can say that about like the Yankees. It's not really lucky; it's their own fault. You can say right again, game two. No, yeah, like, no, no, but you know, completely no. And like we you can do that. we can
0: talk about that with the Yankees too because I completely agree with you there too. Like I don't want to say it's lucky in the sense that you it's hard to say. Credit
1: away from them. Yeah, it's not credit. that I'm not you're taking I'm not taking credit away like from them favorite. and saying the team's not
0: great, but there was just a couple things here and there that went in the Dodgers' favor exactly, like that whole. Nonsense um, base running thing that the, the Braves messed up, you know, or, be, or that saved home run.
1: I would be like worried if like they would lose to the Rays if if they didn't show that they can hit the ball. Like what they had that that one game when they scored fifteen,
0: mm-hmm. like,
1: what four innings?
0: Yeah,
1: and the Rays aren't a high score. No, it team.
0: was yeah, and they had eleven in the first, I think. Yeah, eleven in the first, yeah. Well, the thing about the 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 Rays is that I feel like they're not necessarily like big home run hitters. I think their bet their best guy, their best hitter is Yandy Diaz, and Yandy Diaz is like the ground ball king of the the MLB. All he does is hit it. He, his I think I'm pretty sure his slugging percentage is something like stupid. Like he hits the ball so hard and hits it so well, but he just can't get it off the ground. Like I actually don't understand it. He can't get the ball anywhere but the ground. All it is is like little dribblers. That go between you know uh, short and and third. And what's this dude's name? Yandy Diaz. He's a great hitter, but he just I don't know. Just can't hit. He can't hit far. He can't hit long. But I I don't know. The Rays are such a complete team. Um, I I actually think the Rays are going to beat the Dodgers. That that's my hot take. Because if the Rays, who who are they going to pitch? Who are the Dodgers going to pitch? Because they don't have Clayton Kershaw. The Rays can kind of hit off of virtually they have a good, anyone They,
1: they want. Have a, they have good um oh, but, they have a good but, um. Yeah, who, the guy had th- three perfect innings last night mm. close to close the game up. Mm.
0: That's true. That's a good point. No, yeah, that's a good point. I don't know. I, I kind of like the Rays. I feel like they're such a complete team. And I feel like what I mean is there were times – okay, I think this is the best explanation of what I mean by the Dodgers got lucky. They didn't – they had – I'm sorry. They had so many times where the Braves could have won or capitalized or got a couple runs off, and they didn't, if that makes sense. And that's not a hit on the Dodgers – their, the way that they play, or anything like that, I just felt like, especially in this game, there were so many. T- I mean, the fact that they were down three to one at all, is, I feel like it's a tell that, you know, maybe they didn't get lucky, but they had a couple things that just went their way, or you know, a couple things that the Braves screwed up that that could have won them games.
1: And, and and I don't know if
0: the Dodgers are going to be able to afford that playing the Rays, but at the same time, the Rays almost also the Astros, who really aren't that great. So, I mean, the Astros are good, but. Without cheating, they're not great. No, they're not. I how do you think? Mean, who do you, how do you think they're, they're going to shape up? Right Ray, Ray, now, Rays versus Dodgers. How do you think?
1: I want the Dodgers to win. I think they'll win, but honestly, I, I like my friend Mikey who always just keep telling me to bet. Like trying to stay away from baseball because literally anything can happen. That's the one sport where literally anything can happen.
0: I think that's the best part about the sport, though. To be honest,
1: that's why I like it.
0: Yeah, literally. No, that's and that's something we talked about. Me and my my professor tells us in our, in our class, shout out to professor Zach Arth, my boy. Um, we talk about this all the time in our class and because he's a huge baseball fan. I'm in a sports analytics class. So all we talk about is like baseball stats all the time, but you know, his whole thing is that, you know, with baseball, it's so unpredictable because you could have a team catch a hot streak. Who's, you know, the seventh seed and they could win any, any seed can win in baseball where, you know, in basketball, you kind of know like the Lakers, you kind of knew the Lakers were going to win. Win it all? That's something that's kind of boring, I think, about basketball. Like, y- you always it's know. No, who's gonna I win.
1: hate their playoffs. I, baseball has my favorite play. I, that's yeah. why freaking hate manford If he really changes it, where it stays like this, which, where I think he wants to do like eight and eight teams again, and I think that's really he stupid. He does. Is it? Is it officially?
0: No, but I'm saying I think that's something he really wants to do.
1: Yeah, and literally nobody wants it because that's the whole point. of Baseball, the, the wild card game is a one game done deal. Done. Then you have a three best out of what five game series?
0: Best of five, best of quick. seven, best of seven.
1: No, the second first real round is five, and then seven, seven.
0: That's what I said. Yeah, best of five, best. Of oh, seven, I thought you
1: meant seven. seven. No, 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 I did five, seven,
0: and, seven. And, and, that's what
1: I'm saying. And guess what? It takes what a little less than a month. Basketball? Why would I want to watch a six-five game series of an eight C team versus a one C team?
0: Yeah, no, and I, I mean, I, I totally see what you're saying. It's like, in the NBA, who wants to watch a seven-game series every single time? That's mm. the best part about baseball, I think, the playoffs is, you know, it's just like the, the one-game wildcard thing is so exciting. And then, like we said, you know, I feel like anyone can literally win in baseball. Like, you can have the best team in the league, and they can still lose. They still have a chance it's, at losing. I mean, just now, I mean, with the Astros and the Rays, the Astros almost won. That would have been a huge shocker. But at the same time, like, it happens in baseball. We know, wouldn't know. it would
1: have been fair. But we also know it wouldn't have been fair, too, because of this new mm-hmm. format. They shouldn't have been in the playoffs in the first place here, a team that wasn't even 500. That's true, too. And
0: also, we have to consider – we we have to consider, though, I think one thing we should think about is that, you know, how it's going to work when COVID isn't affecting it. Because they only played 60 games. I mean, it's so easy for a team under 500 oh, to make the playoffs. They couldn't
1: take the heat. Imagine when they actually have fans this year when they're screaming at them and cursing yeah. them off. When, yeah. like, when they go to Yankee Stadium. It's brutal. It's going to be brutal. No, it would be very bad because and and they were, yeah. If I was the the Astros GM, I would start getting different honestly, players. Because no, honestly, were...
0: that's a great point. I think and I think that actually COVID kind of saved the Astros a little bit because, I mean, look, think about it. How many fans all season? Quarter. Yeah, all season long, they would have got shit thrown at them. They would have got cursed off the field. They would this that, hit by pitches. They didn't even get to play the Yankees at all.
1: No, they, so, they Manfred literally protected them more than yeah, yeah.
0: I hate so it, man, I I, yeah, they got to get rid of Rob Manfred. He's garbage, bro. He doesn't know how to run the organization. He's terrible. Adam yeah. Silver knows how to run the organization. Uh, Roger Goodell, I don't like him, but I mean the NFL's like the biggest <laughs> franchise big in America. A, I don't like Roger
1: Goodell. I'm not a big fan of them either or of them because of political stuff. But I will say they run it better than how Manfred does. Like at least you know they don't have to worry about. Not games being played, right and no, then right. I still think the best president you sports president it's a fact is Dana White, without a doubt,
0: oh, yeah, just because he manages this so well, dude, he does so well Man, everything so well on. and no, and he actually the my it I think it's. Easier for him to do just because it's such an individual sport, meaning that you know it's just individual athletes. But I love the connection he has with all his athlete athletes. I like how he connects with fans too. Like he posts on on Twitter. Oh, yeah. I like how he breaks. He does stuff. live down. streams. Yeah, that's what I mean. I like he breaks stuff down. It's so fun. Like he's such a he, such a fun guy. Not,
1: um, not even that though. He he act he also um, think about it. Adam Silver, Goodell, and Manfred. They were given the job. Man, Dana White started like he Manfred didn't start baseball. Dana White started the UFC, and he now he doesn't have to rely on the biggest superstar in the world to make it. Like yeah, no, now track. now UFC.
0: I mean, it always has been pretty big, but now I feel like it's really blowing up. A quarantine again, it's something like like I mentioned the Astros and how quarantine affected them. I feel like quarantine did wonders for UFC because they were the first sport to really come back.
1: Yeah, no, you know UFC. And well, with baseball, too, people were getting so nervous. Like They're going to start right when like the, ba- the basketball playoffs are going to start. And then, obviously, they did all that political stuff and the ratings dropped a lot. I think baseball profited a lot this this off season. Well, not off season. this season. Because I feel like a lot more people are familiar with the Dodgers and all this other stuff now. I feel like a lot more people are interested in that. Because, like, football will always be popular, no matter what, it will always be popular. i, know, I game, think, yeah. I'm not a huge football fan because uh, I, I like suck. the Giants the Giants <laughs> are got awful. It's not even just that though. It's like I still will say even if the Giants were equivalent to being the Patriots, I would s- still say I'm a Yankees fan more. Mm-hmm. It's just
0: That's fair. That's fair.
1: But and like self, I'm a Celtics fan for some reason, though so it's like I feel like I don't have a great connection with them. I haven't been a fan since sixth grade. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I mean, listen, Bob, bandwagon Celtics fan, whatever. (laughs) But no, but you said the Yankees, um, and I know, like I said, you're a Yankees fan, as am I. So let's break down what happened to the goddamn Yankees. The shit show of the season that they had. I mean, it was god-awful. We go from injuries – I didn't even know what was going on in the middle of the year, dude. I was lost. We had no glaber. We had yeah, with no, that, Gio, with game no judge, no John Carlo, fifteen game loss. Luke Voight was the only guy playing. I think he even had like an ankle injury. He was like hobbling around the bases. We had no one. Garrett Cole was giving up like a home run or two a game because he had yeah, he, Gary Sanchez he, calling it. It was bad. Gary Sanchez was like the only one playing, and he got benched for Kyle Higashoka. So I the, mm-hmm. this team was oh, and then they came back and they looked great. They looked so good. I mean, when we played when we played the Indians. And we beat Shane Bieber, who's probably the best pitcher in baseball. I thought to myself. I
1: think he's – I think he was just rookie or first-time jitters.
0: Yeah. Obviously. No, I can see that. Yeah. I, I can agree with that. Uh, Unless
1: he's the new Kershaw.
0: Oh, my God. That would be terrible. No, but still, though, I mean, we still hit off of him. And I think it was really our um, our technique that we used, our um, game plan. Our game plan. Because we went in there. We were patient with the ball. The balls were going low into the outside or outside in away. way. And the Yankees weren't swinging at him; they were letting them go there. And that 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 was really Shane Bieber's Shane Bieber's biggest problem during the uh, during the game is that he was walking everybody. He was just walking everybody. I mean, Judge had you know that home run and stuff like that, but he still was walking everybody. Yeah, yeah, no. But I mean, after that game, I thought to myself, like, who can really beat this Yankees team? Because they look so good. They just hit off the best best pitcher in baseball like that, and. I don't know who could have stopped them, but somebody did. It was the Rays. Um, I guess that shouldn't have been a surprise because the Rays were so good. They did so well against the Yankees all year. But what do you think about it? I don't know. I, I, I think they could have won that game if their hitting was, I don't know, maybe consistent for once. For once. The only person who really hit the ball was Judge, and he got the home run. I mean We had a couple guys on but base. But
1: didn't do anything else after that.
0: No, he didn't. No, he didn't. That's no, the biggest – yeah, no, say what you're going to say, and then I'll, I'll comment more. I don't want to take up too much time because I can go about this all
1: well, day. Yeah, it was just that the whole thing is I still I, – I like Boone a lot. I, I don't want to get rid of him. I don't feel like it's smart to get rid of a coach that's brought you that this far every year, and he really does care about the players. You can tell in his interviews he actually – he sticks up for them, but he can make stupid decisions. Like, I have no idea. I don't know if it was his idea. Who's ever God idea it was to put J. Hat in the second inning. That cost us the series. I'm gonna be honest with you. That probably cost us a no, series. No, that game. Everybody called it. Uh, Michael K. called it. A. Rod called it. They all said this was you're you're trying to play stupid games. Yep. And it's gonna bite bite us because what we lost the game after that. We lost two games after that. It's not and even.
0: It's not even that they were playing a stupid game. It was just they were trying to play the Rays game. You can't play the Rays game against the Rays. Play your own brand of baseball, and you're going to win.
1: Your game should never have to be involved. Your, your game plan should never involve the word letters J-A and then followed with HAP. Garbage. Never. He's never – he literally, we. you know how many points we lost that game? It was four. He gave up, what, four runs? And I think so, something like that. And he left runners
0: on base when he left.
1: Yeah, and then he has the audacity – Say he needs to be a starter. He was trying to say him not pitching that one inning before it messed him up. Yeah, dude, get, get out, out of him. here. Get <laughs> out of here, garbage ass. Get out of here. <laughs> uh, 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 I I, they should have let Debbie it. go, dude.
0: They should have let Debbie do it,
1: man. He, he, even all right, if you were to go, you don't know what he would have done. All right, He gives up two runs or three more runs. That's still less than what they had. Did.
0: Yeah, and he it, it would have just guaranteed. been a better learning experience. He got in for one inning in the playoffs, and it's not even like it's not even like they saved him because I, in my mind, he didn't I was even like, "Put
1: him in reliever."
0: Nope. It's in the my game mind, game. I was thinking like, "Okay, well, we can use him in, in a game four scenario if we get to that, which we, obviously at that point we'd have to once we lost." So we're gonna be able to get, put him in a game four scenario. Um, maybe we can even do a pitching by commission type of thing where we use him and Jordan Montgomery, two young guys, get them both in. Mm-hmm. And they didn't. Montgomery's a big and,
1: and, surprise. What? Montgomery is a big
0: surprise. Oh my god, dude! I was so happy for him. He he looked good. He looked real good that
1: game. That was a big surprise because I was really sweating that game. And yeah. we had to worry about. Uh, then we just had. We were so worried about our pitchers that but, the last game of the series, we didn't. We, we weren't worrying about our hitting.
0: That's the biggest problem though, because we shouldn't even been in that position. We shouldn't even been in the position yeah. where Jordan Montgomery had to save us from from a playoff elimination.
1: So guy came back, what, from Tommy John, right? Yeah,
0: yeah. no, he came back from Tommy John. And we had to rely on him to save us. That's terrible. That's embarrassing. If they, Even if they wanted to do, like I said, you know, do Jordan Montgomery, start, do him like three or four innings, and then put in Debbie Garcia for three or four innings. Get to the seventh, and then we can work in I mean, when Ross comes in. And they, they the didn't, only, and then they didn't even
1: use Debbie in the last game. They didn't I mean, use him at all as a reliever, and, and that made no sense to me.
0: And then they put in a Raldish Chapman – in inning number seven, Arvoldis yeah. Chapman can't pitch more than one inning, dude. He can't. He's he's a he's that's just the type of closer he is, and that's not to say he's bad. He's just a ninth inning closer. That's what he does. Because people yeah. start when once you start to get to used to Chapman's pitches and you can start reading them, then it's gone. That's what happened with um, uh, what's the name of the guy that he that hit it off of him?
1: Um, I don't know his name. I don't remember his name, but I know he's the guy he threw him at the head. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, I know thing. he has. I just.
0: I know his name is slipping off my tongue right now, so sorry about that. But,
1: but you, know, you, know, you know, it's just like – it's the second year in a row. But, like, I did I, – I, you know, I was mad when he gave up the home run to Otuve last year, but then, he yeah, had the buzzer on, so it wasn't technically his fault. This is his second year in a row in a playoff elimination game he gave up the game-winning home run.
0: Yeah, that, that's definitely concerning for me. I, I, that makes me worried about the type of pitcher that Chavin is and if he's not going to be he, great – Well, because this is – I always – dude, it makes me so mad because I know when someone's going to hit it off of them. Because it starts out, we get like two strikes, maybe two balls, two strikes or a ball and a strike, something like that. And then they start fouling them. And when they start fouling them consistently, like they'll foul them like four or five times. One, it tires them out. Two, they start to – Right, and two, they start to get used to his speed. So they know how to anticipate the ball. But he keeps yeah. throwing it. He keeps throwing the fastball over and over. He throws the fastball. And then he might change it up a little bit with the slider. I know it's like his second pitch. I think that's the one that Altuve hit, too, was the slider. But he starts to, to, to throw that. I mean, and it, the batters just get used to it all the time. You can't have a closer who has, like, freaking, like, two pitches, dude. That's all he has. I think he has a some form of, like, a changeup or, like, an off-speed curve or something like that. But, I mean, like, think about what made Mariano so great. It was, like, well, I mean, his cutter was, like – ridiculous but he, he just the way he changed it up just the way that he that mariano used to change up the pitches is what made him so great and then you have chapman who's just like fastball 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 all the time and yes. they just foul away he puts it right in a spot where they can easily foul every time and I, some like but this game i will say even though i'm not the biggest fan of, i like chapman a lot you know i'm not the biggest fan of him sometimes like in this scenario in the Astros he team, smiles so annoying dude so annoying
1: but I, I know it's I, his way of coping with it, but it's, like, it's like well, just we're not smiling. smiling. Like, we're not smiling. We're cursing at our TV, and he's smirking to us. It was what Sonny Gray did to us. Remember when he gave up eight runs? Oh, and then,
0: my God. Don't even remind me of Sonny Gray. And, and then
1: now he's freaking killing it. Now he's killing it.
0: I, I don't know what it is about the Yankees, man. It's just – People just can't like handle elite. the pressure. Yeah, no. I mean, unless they get someone who's elite like Cole, who's already insane – I don't know what it is about their
1: bullpen management, that they just aren't good at it. They just aren't good at it. We need to get – like, if we keep Tanaka, even if we do or don't keep Tanaka, we need a new second pitcher. Tanaka cannot be our second pitcher.
0: I agree. I agree with that. I think –
1: we what we get on back hopefully. Well, what what a cash? They're they're probably gonna bring him back, but the cashman's like he needs to absolutely have to prove that he regrets what he did to be able to become a Yankee again. Yeah, and,
0: they're probably gonna bring shit.
1: him back though. Uh, it sounds like it. So if he's one of our starting pitchers, that still leaves us with waiting for uh, Seve, and we don't know how he'll be. Um, two, we'll have well, we need to get rid of honestly. If I was the GM, get rid of Paxton, get rid of Hap. Right away, maybe get rid of Ivanino. Get rid of Gary
0: there. Sanchez as well. Garbage. Get rid of get oh, absolutely. I think I would consider at this point to get rid of uh, Miguel Andujar, just because he doesn't really get in we much. Need, and it's that's not anything against him, but I don't know. We I just get feel
1: something like, out of him.
0: That's what I mean. I, I don't know. I think like we should. I I would like to trade him for something. What about something.
1: that catcher we drafted though? Like, why don't we?
0: Start? Well, because he's going to have to go through the system. I think for at least another year or so. I don't even know if he played this year because the minors – a lot of the minor league teams got canceled. Like, Blue Claws by us. Like, that's why it didn't work this summer because they got canceled. So, oh,
1: I, yeah. I, I don't know if we've got
0: that much time to, to, to play, really. I would like to see him come up eventually, but I just don't know. I think we have a lot of good youth, though, in catching. So, if we go, like, another year or two with Higashoka, I think we'll be
1: I think we'll – We'll be, be fine. Bad. Yeah. He's not he's, amazing, good. But he's good. he's like
0: not him. bad. I like him a I like
1: him a lot. He, I like him a lot.
0: The thing I like the most about him is the way he gets along with our pitchers. Like, he speaks Japanese, so he talks to yeah. a lot. Yeah,
1: and he used to catch with Cole. And, you uh, well, Trevor Barr, I saw one thing he tweeted. It was like, Trevor Barr, bar every team he's interested in, it shows the whole MLB. Yeah, yeah. I would buy yeah, getting like, him though. I would buy I don't think we
0: should drop money. Mm, Excuse me, yawning. Shouldn't drop money on uh, Rio Muto. I-, I thought about it for a little bit. I would yeah, I, I, I was thinking about it. I kind of am not a fan of it as much anymore, though, just because we can get by with Higashoka. It's okay. Hi, Sophie. I hear you barking. But yeah, I don't know. I don't know if I want to drop that money on a catcher when we have good ones in the system and Higashoka's serviceable. But anyway, you were you were talking about the pitchers that you want to get rid of and how you were managing the bullpen. So and I kind of cut you off. So go ahead and hey,
1: talk about definitely, that definitely get rid of. Well, I don't. I, I, if I was, I would get definitely Paxton. Hap, maybe out Vino if we can get a decent reliever because we got to get Tommy, um Kaneley back. Um, I don't know when he'll come back though. Uh, we can't we, we can rely on Chad Green, but we can't rely on him every game. And then um, what did I say? I would I would consider re-signing Tanaka if they don't give him a shit load of money for seven years. I don't want to be stuck with him for five years. He hasn't been that great in the past two years. I like him because of who his personalities, but I don't think it's worth dropping all that money for. Like, like it's like this with the Yankees, do. They just give big ass contracts, and then you're stuck with them. Like with Stan.
0: That's that's the worst part about them. I think is that just have the money that they drop on these players who, you know, are going to get old soon-ish or like eventually they're going to get old, and then you're Tanaka's still paying the millions. Tanaka's thirty-one. Yeah, I wouldn't give him more than like a, a four-year. I don't think. Yeah, he's and I 31. hope they don't. I think he's thirty-one
1: because I look would, like, he didn't do any he really didn't do anything for us in this postseason. I would like, even and, consider
0: giving him like a 2 year to be honest.
1: Yeah, no, I would too. And I know he gets along with everybody, but we got to look at like we need our starting rotation. We need it and he can't be our number 2 guy and he was our number 2 guy because our, again, they didn't do anything different with the, the pitching this year. Right. Anything different.
0: That's that's the problem. I mean, I think you're right though when you said about relievers as well cuz Outside of Chad Green, I mean, and Tommy Canley, who's hurt, the rest Britain. of it's just all unpredictable. I mean, Britain's good. Britain is actually good, but I think Britain functions more as a closer. I think he's like a second closer in a way. But no, Britain's really good. I mean, but I mean, Boiziga, he's no. hit or miss. No, no, no. He's hit or miss. Yeah, exactly. Louis Sessa, I don't know. I, I'd rather sign one more and have three have Chad Green, Tommy Canley, and someone else who's available. I think that's the go-to. I go think to.
1: Jordan, Jordan Montgomery should be like our five guy. If yeah, he I can see that. With
0: that. Uh, he I, although, needs a I don't know. First. I just We have so many starting pitchers now coming in. I mean, I would like us to sign one, first of all. I'd like us to keep Tanaka no, just if a good.
1: Two, Just, just uh, yeah, no. a number two. We need a number two. I don't want again. But, again, we don't know who's going to get injured again. Like, look, Paxton, we need to get rid of Paxton. I, I was starting to like him a lot. When he was great in last year's season uh, at the end, but uh, I don't care. <laughs> yeah. he, he was trash this year, and we what? Like what? Isn't his contract almost up? So what? Take a chance to reach just sound no. If you have the opportunity, to get like tr- someone like Trevor Bauer. I don't know why they want not throw a decent amount of money. They have money. Like the Yankees have oh, money. There's well, no cap. The Yankees space. always have money, and there's no cap space. So why not? We gave all the money to Garrett Cole, yes. Rapane Stanton, yes, he came in very clutch this postseason, and I was very happy to see that. But guess what? I won't be surprised by that notification that he twisted his ankle, taking up crap.
0: Yeah, that's facts. Pulling I mean, he's walking, jogging at second base. He's yeah, always, uh, hurt. Baseball, always hurt, always hurt.
1: Like, literally, UFC, people are getting their freaking heads bashed and they're still saying, let me play another round. He jogs second base is out for two months. It's ridiculous. I it is.
0: Well, that's another thing, too. That's the other problem I have with Boone is, one, his management of the bullpen, and, two, his management of guys when they're injured. I, like, this year with Judge, remember when Judge got hurt? um and oh, yeah. I
1: did have to go out. And then he yeah. comes back in. And Judge was like, injured I injured that day.
0: Yeah, but then Judge said afterwards, like I think like five days later, he's like, "Yeah, I'm feeling better. Like I go back and Boone put him on the IR. Yeah, they bring
1: him in. No,
0: no, this was another. This no, was no. right after it was after he was that.
1: Complaining, he was complaining that he could have played and they did it and they rested him. And then when he came back, that first game of his return, he got injured again. And then yeah, and no, out. but I
0: mean, it was again during the second injury. Boone put him on like the IR. And, he, like, Judge was saying, like, I'm fine to go. Like, when there was, like, I want to say four days left on the IR or whatever. And he was like, yeah, I'm like, I'm fine to go. Like, I can go. But Boone put him on the IR. It's the same thing. I think he did it with uh, Glaber. Glaber was apparently okay to come back. And, like, Boone was sitting him sometimes. I hope, like, not I putting him in him in this year. Yeah. I
1: right. want Glaber. I think he he's just not a great shortstop. And that's why we should have never gotten rid of TD.
0: I know. I – I wish we didn't get rid of DD because I I would have liked. To, then I don't know what you do with Luke Void. That's the only problem because I like I liked what we had last year when it was Gio, when it was DJ at um, second first uh, well, they, DJ at, I'm sorry yeah no DJ at first second base was Glaver, shortstop was DD. But at the but same the time, DJ I, oh, DJ is so, so good, good defensively. Yeah, second base
1: because you don't need to be that defensive at first base. We had the freaking slob. Uh... Edwin, of at first oh, yeah. base. I always forget that I, he was
0: on the team last year,
1: man. I he liked him.
0: He was kind of useless, though, he, in postseason. He, had he was a, terrible.
1: He was good in the first season, and then he completely disappeared after it. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, it's like, Gio needs the stakes. He's great at third baseman. He's probably one of the best third basemen in the league. Yeah. He's so good.
0: Defensively, I mean his bats a little uh inconsistent at times, but
1: overall yeah, but like he's well, he's the best defensive of third runs, one of the best defensive yeah. third base And then like shortstop, like, like like it's like we're paying Giancarlo all this money to be a permanent D H now.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's that's facts. That's facts. But what are we, what else are we gonna do with him? That's the only problem. What else yeah, are you we do you do with the guy you're the paying in millions? Exactly, you put him in the outfield; he's going to get hurt. So, what are you going to do with him?
1: I don't want to get rid of him because I saw it. Like, I liked how much he. I could see how great he could be, but if we can get money out of that, take a new pitcher, and then, and then, I, because obviously we don't need him in outfield. We got Clint, who improved his defense, and then Hicks is good center, uh, and then Judge. Yeah. And the judge is a you know, he just has a balcony covered over his head so he can't catch
0: Oh it. yeah, let's talk about that. That was crazy. Judge would have been able to rob that, I think, on the regular. It's just yeah, that it weird that way that the sign was. The weird right. form of the sign and like the padding above it. Yeah, they do.
1: that's not fair that that could that's dangerous been... too. You saw
0: his head was like bent sideways. It's I really
1: thought he was gonna be like out for another year or something. Yeah, that's
0: dangerous, dude. You can't because... do that.
1: Because I'm a, i am will be so mad. At like how when he did that one dive with the ribs, and it like, it came back to bite him like five months later. I, Gaethje calls out Khabib. I create damage. Oh, I'm sorry. That's okay. know you're good.
0: That's interesting. That's
1: interesting. Even I don't know
0: anyway. What were you saying?
1: Like if it's like five months from now, it's like, Aaron Judge needs surgery <laughs> on his freaking neck. He's like a Knicks yeah, I oh my the Bones made of glass. Like, like I'll be so – I won't be surprised, but I will be very annoyed.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, I would be too. I, I would be really mad too, but I wouldn't be surprised. But, yeah, no, I think the best route for this team to, to fix with the – Well, here's my problem as well. It's not even the pitching that did us in in the last game. It was the batting. Nobody – why can't anyone just hit practices. when it matters? They just can't hit when it matters. I, my, what really, really grinds my gears about this team is that we'll go out there and we'll put up 15 runs in like a game. Everybody's teeing off, going off. People are like, oh my God, this team's unstoppable. They're unstoppable. And then we'll have a game where we lose one to nothing because nobody can get on base. It doesn't make sense. It doesn't make any sense to me. If you can hit the ball like that all the time, you'd win games. Even if they took some of those hits from like one of their big games and put it into another game, they're going to win games. But they can't. They just like to tee off in one game and then they can't do anything the next game. It's it's ridiculous. There's no reason why some of the games we should be losing. Well, I think when we lost, what was it? Two two to, two to one? Three to one. Last game. Yeah. What was it? It's two one. Two one. Right. There's no There's reason we should be losing one, games over. that are two-one. We should not be losing baseball games that are two-to-one with the with the lineup that we have. It's absurd and ridiculous. You're dumping all this money in your batters, and you can't hit, and you can't get more than one run. And the only run came, like you said, from Aaron Judge. And mm-hmm. I think one of the biggest problems too during this playoffs came when it came to runners in scoring position. How many times? Not even in the series I mean, against, yeah, not even in the series against the Rays. It happened against the Indians as well. How many times did we have guys on first and second or second and third, and we let them go? We just let them hang out there.
1: In their defense, so that's that's happens a lot in baseball. There's many, instances. but it, it
0: happened too much. It happened
1: too much. Oh, I know, I know. But I'm just saying, it, yeah, I know.
0: That's that's very, my only thing. It
1: just happened too much, in my opinion. Like, like, well, as long as. Like, well, like, I, I'm just glad that, like, actually he's allowing fans in now because it finally feels more normal again. And I I feel like by March, April, there should be no reason why there can't be, like, at least 75% capacity. Okay, hopefully. I want to go to the Yankee game. I miss, oh,
0: go. I miss watching. I miss going to the Yankee games. But, yeah, I mean, I think the best route for this team, I guess, playoffs. I mean, if if they want to win, get past the playoffs. Is to get that pitcher, get a second, a second starter, second and, to pitcher, get, and to get a reliever. Sanchez. I think, yeah, get rid of Sanchez. Get, get, get You can even make a trade and get a reliever using Sanchez. I wouldn't mind that. Use a San,
1: well, use Sanchez, and
0: uh, I need to get rid of that. I
1: need to
0: get rid yeah. of that. We I I, the only thing I'm curious about when it comes to the pitching is what they're going to do. When you were saying, you know, racking off who they had, I just don't know who's going to be the starting five because we have so many who can. I, I think I would consider putting Montgomery as a as a reliever, honestly.
1: Well, well it depends because
0: if, if you do, you get. Are we doing it
1: opening day, or are we going to do if Sevy's healthy and back?
0: So here, all right. So here we go. I'm going to rack them off to you. Let's say we get Tanaka. Let's say we keep Tanaka and we get a second starter. Going to do Garrett Cole going to do the second starter, you're going to do Tanaka, you're going to do maybe Domingo, and you're going to do Davy Garcia if Severino doesn't come back. Put 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 Montgomery at at uh, reliever. And I don't even know if I – honestly, I'm going to be honest with you, bold take here, but I don't even know if I want Severino. Severino's good, but there's been a lot of times where, especially in the playoffs, he hasn't been great. I mean, I guess you'd say the same thing about Tanaka, so you can get rid of Tanaka too. But Severino's hurt now. You never know what a pitcher's going to be like after Tommy John. You don't.
1: Um, yeah, so no, that's, that's the
0: biggest problem. I'd rather keep who we have who's proven, being Debbie, the, the young talent is, that he is, and Jordan Montgomery a, can be a rotational yeah. piece and come back in.
1: But the thing is with Seve though, like, when he was bad, he's never given up runs like Hap or something like that.
0: Well, yeah, that's that would be, like,
1: god-awful. No, but, like, he like bad games for Severino aren't, like, you know, like five zero 0 in the second inning bad.
0: Yeah. No, you're right. No, you're right. Uh, but I don't know. I just don't know what's going to happen. Just because we – the only good thing is now it seems like we finally have, like, if everyone, please God, can stay healthy, then we'll actually have a good group, I feel like, this year
1: going in, and I'll well, feel confident. We can't, well, besides Domingo's situation and Seve, who was really injured in the last game? Not really anybody.
0: Paxton was injured, but I didn't include it. Well, that wouldn't change shit. Yeah, no, well, I also included in the rotation a possible signing, so that takes up a spot, too. So it's just, it's like, Severino, it's Paxton. If Paxton was hurt, wasn't hurt, uh, he probably would have started. And then, um, I, I know, see what you're to say.
1: I feel like we can't use the injured excuse for why we lost last game, mostly everybody... No, was, that wasn't. The reason we no. lost is because we can't hit.
0: That's what we yeah, lost. Yeah, and
1: I'm saying, like, we can't keep doing this where we don't change anything. and Expect different results. And You're right. We need to fix the pitch and, and get maybe one new bet somewhere.
0: I would like consider something. getting a new hitting coach, maybe somebody to help him out. I don't know why they can't hit consistently. And maybe, maybe consider getting a hitting coach. Oh my god! And when
1: they pinched hit from Mike Ford, that's
0: another thing with you Boom dude with Kyle.
1: Boom. That made I, no sense.
0: He was playing so well, Kyle. was playing so well recently.
1: Made no sense that.
0: He had one of the one of the game-winning hits in the game four. He mm-hmm. had one of the big hits that gave us a run, I think. Yeah, yeah no. Boone sick. is – I don't know what – I think Boone thinks too much sometimes and plays the stats too much when he shouldn't. Mm-hmm. And that's not to say – like, I think playing the stats is how you do well because the Rays, obviously, are a team very statistically driven, like the, old, the A's are. Um, but Boone tries to play the game too much and tries to overthink it and play too much. And that's just not the brand of baseball that the Yankees play, you know? Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah. Uh,
0: I don't know. I don't know, man. We'll, we'll have to see though. We'll have to see how it all plays out. Bob, we pretty much talked about everything I wanted to cover. We, we covered the the playoffs. We covered Astros and how they're goddamn cheaters and they suck. Um, Talked a little bit for the world series. That was fun. And we and we broke down the Yankees. So, Bob, I hope you had a good time being here. Did you enjoy your time?
1: I had a great time.
0: Maybe we can maybe we can come back here one time. We could talk about uh MLB free agency or we could talk about maybe we could we could talk about USC, big USC guy. I know you are
1: Gate, 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 gate GNB, Might
0: have to. Maybe have you and Dan on. The podcast will be six <laughs> hours long. <laughs> no, but yeah, no. So uh Bob, I appreciate you being here with me. I know you you're a busy man. You got work to do. Look at you, you're falling asleep already, rubbing your eyes like that. My God, Bob! Let's go. You got homework to do, man.
1: Jeez. Why, why am I watching Isle of Dogs? Yeah, yeah. put on Isle of Dogs. You're gonna be out like a light. <laughs>
0: like a light. Well, Bob, thanks so much for joining me today, man. I no I appreciate problem. it. No problem. Man, if you're listening. Give Bob a goddamn round of applause, right? That was great. I'm very proud of him. He did a really good job. At his points. Didn't talk about his AMC Stubbs membership or his love and fascination with the Marvel movies. He did a really good job, really. Yeah, I'm really proud of him. So if you're if you're at home, send Bob your love. Give him a little round of applause. He can't hear you, but uh he'll know. He'll know. He'll know. He'll appreciate it. So real quick, I want to close the show just by talking a little bit about the UFC. Now, I know this is what my whole last podcast was on, but nonetheless, I'm going to talk about it. I'm going to run through a little bit how I feel about this McGregor-Poirier fight and a little bit about Conor McGregor. And I did talk about this with my friend Dan in the last pod, but I, like I said, nevertheless, I want to run through it. So McGregor, thank God, dude, Jesus, he actually freaking agreed to fight Dustin Poirier. It's literally what I've been waiting for, and Bob too. You know, Bob. Bob loves Conor McGregor. I don't know about Dan. Dan's not a big Conor McGregor guy, but I am so excited for this. I just think Conor McGregor needs to get back in the octagon. He spends way too much time outside of it, and all he does is get older. The older you get as a fighter, the more useless you're going to be in the octagon, and we know that's that's facts. I mean, everybody knows that's facts. It's it's that way with every sport. You know, the older you get, but. It's so – time is so crucial in something like the UFC because you fight every few months. You get in maybe like two to three a year, right, maybe. It depends on the, your, your, you know, your ranking and like where you're at. But two to three fights a year. So if you fight for ten years, I mean two fights a year. Twenty fights, dude, that's your career. And a lot of them do more than that, but it sucks, man. It sucks. And you're spending – Connors already missed, what, two years – two and a half years, three years, something like that. Because he was doing the boxing thing and then he was gone and blah, blah, blah. So, and, you know, he almost got arrested for throwing the hand truck and stuff like that. So, yeah, he's got to get back. He's got. He's only getting older. He's only getting older. But I'm excited to see him fight Dustin Poirier. And this is actually the fight I, I think I've been wanting for him to do. Because I, I told my friend, my good housemate friend, Jake, um, we talk about McGregor in the UFC a lot. And I, I told him, I really don't think... McGregor can dive right back in and get a belt. And I don't honestly think he deserves to. I think he has to prove himself first. And I think I talked about this with Dan too, but he has to prove himself first. He has to show that he can win against someone who's talented and ranked, like like a Dustin Poirier or someone like that. Now, if he beats Dustin Poirier, I say give him a title fight in, in what is he November. No, he's fighting in January, isn't he? April, May. Give him, give him a title shot in May. Give him a title shot in May. We'll see, if, we'll see who has the title by then. We'll see if Gaethje does, if it's Khabib, right? We might get a khabib Connor rematch. Unless, I heard murmurings in, again to bring it up again. Me and Dan talked about this. But murmurings that Khabib could retire after this fight. I hope not, because I'd love to see him continue fighting. But. Nonetheless, I think Connor deserves that title shot if he wins this time. And I, I'm kind of rooting for him. <laughs> I am. But, I mean, I like Dustin Poirier. It's going to be a good fight, though, either way. I mean, these are both really talented fighters. I want to see. Connor, Yo. You seen Connor on Instagram? Woo! Oh my God, the Irishman is scary. Shaved his head, shaved his beard, looking like an absolute beast. He shredded out of his mind. His quads are looking massive. The power he looks like he's gonna have in the octagon is ridiculous, uh, and I'm excited to see him put it to work. So I'm really looking forward to that. Connor, also shout out. Um, been drinking your your proper twelve, having that proper blitz. Talked about on your Instagram, I think proper blitz, orange soda, and proper twelve. it's Delicious, delicious. Sounds weird, like it's very simple. It's really good. Try it out if you if you got some proper twelve and smart soda laying around. I highly recommend it. But yeah, I'm really looking forward to that that fight. And I just want to touch on that real quick. Just wanted to talk about it. I'm excited to see how Connor's power and and, and then what's going to happen after. Also, woo, we are less than a week away from Khabib and Gaethje. It's happening. Also, Cannonier as well. It's happening. Can't wait. I'm really excited. Super excited, actually. Split with my boys, make us some food. You know what I'm saying? And watch the fight. Hopefully, Gatsy wins, or could be. I actually don't care. All I care about is a goddamn good fight. That's all I care about. And goddamn, I hope it is. I hope it doesn't let me down the same way that that Yoel Romero Adesanya fight let me down, or this past one, the Adesanya versus Acosta, because that kind of let me down. Even though I love to watch Adesanya dominate, like that was so cool. One of the most clean performances by Adesanya I've ever seen, but, yeah, I mean, I, I want to see a good fight go, I want to see it go go the distance, right, that'll be great, also, if Cannonier wins, it'll be cool to see if he fights Adesanya, I don't know, we'll see what happens, but, all in all, really excited, I know Korean Zombie fought the other night, I, I didn't get the chance to watch it, I don't know if he won or not, I don't know, also, I don't know enough about boxing, but I know, Lumenchenko fought... See, I don't even know. I shouldn't even mention this, actually. But I know Lumenchek had lost, which sucks. Because he's Ukrainian. I'm Ukrainian. I wanted to see him win. Just that pure brotherhood. You know what I'm saying? That pure brotherhood of both Ukrainians. Hell yeah, baby. Ukraine. Yukis. But, it's all right. Get him next time, Tiger. All right, everybody. Well, that's enough for my podcast. Again, like I said, I just want to touch on that, that McGregor thing. Not a big thing. I knew that the whole Bob segment, MLB segment, was going to take up most of the show. And I want to touch on the LeBron thing, because, you know, playoffs just happened. And then the NFL, it's so relevant with the COVID. I'm really excited. Got this beautiful webcam now. Makes the footage look so much better. Like I said, I think there's still a little bit of noise, right? A little bit of noise happening on this camera. I mean, you can't see it if you're just listening to me. But if you're watching, you can see it on the camera. A little noise. But I think that comes from the blue lights, really. Because when I have full lights on, you can't tell. You really can't tell. I'm really happy, though. I also got... It's not here. But I got a capture card. Got HDMI splitter. And what I'm going to try to do is stream... But actually capture the footage and the game chat and all that stuff so I can upload it, put it on my computer, and then either post it on my Twitch also post it on my YouTube. So if you go on my YouTube where I'm going to post this, so you, you might be on my YouTube already if you're watching this. But I'm going to be posting this on there, uh, and it's going to be under a section for podcasts, Couch Coach Podcasts, and then Couch Coach Gaming, which is going to be the whole area of where I do Twitch streams. So I think I'm going to do Warzone a little bit first. This might try to be what I do first. might do Smite with my buddy Alec. Might do some Overwatch, maybe? I don't know. I don't know. Also might do Resident Evil 2, but I did start that on Twitch already, so if you haven't seen that, check it out if you want to, if you're interested. It's a pretty fun game, pretty scary. I'm just doing it for Halloween. Haven't played it yet either. I was going to stream L.A. Noire, but I started playing it. I couldn't help myself. So, anyway, thank you so much, and thank you so much for listening to me ramble on about this show, and all the content, I'm, I'm trying to do my best to create, and it's hard, because I'm in college, you know, I'm trying to run this, M C T V thing, I, I'm the producer for sports, you know, I work for Center Field, I have an internship, and I'm doing classwork, so, it's so all balanced, I'll, balance. so I'll fine, a fine, fine balance, and you know what, that's why I'm a freaking Libra man, not to get into that nonsense about birth, th- no, it's not a birthstone, what is it, uh, your sign, or whatever freaking the hell it is that people are obsessed with, but, I am a Libra. Libras all about that balance, you know. what I'm saying that's what I got going on. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> w, freaking W, baby. Yeah. So I'm excited. Good stuff. Lots of stuff going on. Busy, busy, busy. And I'm just rambling at this point. So anyway, thank you everyone for joining me on the couch again. And I look forward to making more videos, to making more podcasts. The writing thing, I'm gonna try to get back on that. I've been a little lack with that because I've been mostly doing these podcasts. But I'm excited, so uh, stay tuned and I'll see you around.